Hey everyone, this is Nick Captain, the CEO of AdLava, and you're listening to the Vegas Forward Podcast. Las Vegas is typically known as the entertainment capital of the world, but there is so much more to be discovered in the personalities behind the town we call home. The podcast is an opportunity to delve into the lives of the people, uncovering not only what they do, but who they are. Business may keep our city strong, but it's the individuals that continue to create, innovate, and push Vegas forward. All right, welcome to uh, Vegas Forward. Just to give you a little background about the the podcast, Vegas Forward is all about interviewing people like yourself, um, you know, innovators, people that are creating great things in, in Las Vegas, helping build up the community. Um, today, super excited to have Alex Lee, the co-founder and chief marketing officer of Foodie Fit. Welcome to uh, Vegas Forward. Thanks for coming, Alex. Thanks for having me, Nick. Yeah. So, so start off, um, tell us a little bit about um, Foodie Fit, like a high level, you know, pitch, or, you know, or elevator pitch about what you guys do, what the, what the company's all about. Right. So Foodie Fit is a lifestyle meal prep company. Uh, we make meals every single day. It's never frozen. And we are really uh, driven on taste. Um, I think we think that the, the value of the food is all about the flavor mm -hmm. because you don't really see results, you know, immediately. And uh, we definitely believe in the consistency and we work around the macros and just fresh ingredients. Uh, we want to be the best tasting meal prep around. And it's been proven year after year after year. That's far. awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a customer. So yes, yes. That's yes. how we know each other. Yeah, and yeah. From the gym I, and I always see you um, <laughs> mostly on your phone. So I <laughs> <laughs> you always yell at me I'm in the parking lot like, yeah. for like an hour before I come in. Yeah, so. and you're always like. One second, one yeah, second. Well, one second, one second, one second, one second. So <laughs> that's awesome, man. So tell me about, um, I love to dig deep into like, you know, where, where people come from. Cause I think, you know, you, you success stories always start off kind of when you're younger and kind of things you learned and how you grow. Right. right. So um, where are you from? Tell us a little bit about Alex when, uh, as a tiny buck. <laughs> yeah. So I was uh, born in Pasadena, California. It's a uh, it's a pretty affluent area. So they call it the Asian Beverly Hills. I was literally, <laughs> uh, grew up with 80% Asians uh, throughout my whole school life. Okay. Um, I was raised by, uh, my father most, mostly and my mom who, um, they, uh, got divorced when I was eight. So okay. she kind of traveled a lot. She does jewelry. Okay. And, um, I went to school at uh, UC Santa Barbara and that's kind of, that's where I went to, that's where I um, met my business partner and best friend right now. So we lived together and uh, we worked together and um, we met at a bar called Sharky's. Um, we you, you bartended up. there, right? We started off as security guards. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, like all I do is clear fire lanes. It was so packed in there and yeah. clean up, throw up or whatever. And by the time I graduated in June, they promoted me to bartender and that was like my goal yeah right yeah, you know when you're yeah. a young like oh, yeah. fraternity guy you just want to be like oh that's my goal i just want to be a bartender Especially in like, santa barbara yeah I like talk to girls and stuff yep. and I'm, then it was like okay well it's time to find a job and i was trying to balance both and i couldn't and i was like well let me just take a year hiatus and just work through because i just spent a year cleaning up puke and you know <laughs> serving food and like yeah. kicking out drunk people um i wanted to enjoy like bartending and like enjoy the fruits of my efforts right sure um and andrew actually stayed too and then a year later, he uh, took me for my birthday to Vegas. And literally, I still remember that day. I was like, where the hell is he? He didn't yeah. even come back with us. And he ended up staying with some friends, staying here for a couple of days. He's like, dude, I love Vegas. Yeah. He's like, I think I'm going to apply for one of the clubs. I was like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, he gets a job at Surrender. Oh, wow. Okay. And then- What year was this? This was in, <clears throat> I believe, 2010. Okay. 
Yes, 2010. I think that that's a pretty, pretty accurate uh, depiction. We lived together in Santa Barbara too. Then all of a sudden he had a, a BMW, a black BMW 3 Series coupe, I remember. And uh, he had a U-Haul attached to it and he was gone. <laughs> and I was like, all right, man, you know, yeah. best wishes. I stayed for another year and Santa Barbara is a little bit weird where, how do I explain it? It was like a lot of uh, smart college kids and mm -hmm. then rich people in Montecito. There wasn't okay. really nothing in between, nor was there any like up and coming businesses besides this one company called Yardi, which is like a real estate POS system. Okay. So everyone moved on to either like back home or to the city they want to live in. So it's pretty typical to kind of, if you go to CUC Santa Barbara to kind of leave. Yes. Say, yeah. Unless you're like from there, which is very rare. Yeah. Uh, but Montecito is just like the rich of the rich, right? You know, yeah. like, uh, I, you know, one of my barbacks was Cody Loggins, who was Kenny Loggins' son. Who, oh, okay. Who, who <laughs> yeah. sang Footloose and stuff. Yeah, we used to yeah. have parties at his house. And then um, I asked, I really liked the company I worked for, uh, Sharky, so I asked to be transferred because there was a, um, all their busy stores like in Manhattan and Hermosa and yeah. Huntington. And um, so I asked and they accepted me. So I worked down there for about two years and um, became a manager employee of the year over there. And that's kind of really where I learned a lot of my, my, my grit and work ethic and yeah. stuff. Cause they made you do a lot of extra stuff on top of it. They put yeah. a lot of responsibilities on you. And you learn a lot about the business in itself, um, you know, helping like grow like industry nights and stuff like that. Sure. And, you know. So you so, did events too, like help to Oh yeah, like yeah. I did one of like the first like, um, like gay events. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I knew like that was when Grinder first came out and then we figured that part out. And yeah. do people come from all over the city, you oh, know? Wow. And then most of the time uh, what we do is try to find like the local colleges, mm -hmm. find an awesome deal, find one of their like, what we call is like one, one of your like your champions promoters sure and then hook them up you know with free free booze and a little bit of money and yep. they'll just come by the busload and i was like well I'm, I'm really not looking for check value i'm looking for volume sure because you know college don't have a lot of money but if i get 10 bucks out of 40 of them that's exactly right that's yeah 400 bucks or whatever yeah um you know and that's kind of how we started and then we i went to a across from the pier you've heard of javier's right oh yeah so, yeah. The, so the owner started a place called um uh, well, I'm have a uh, Palmia. Okay. So it's kind of a similar concept, high, higher end, um, Mexican food. Yeah. Um, so we were training, um, staff over there, you know, playing around with like uh, drink recipes and stuff, um, because like Hermosa was like the flagship. So they would always pull people from there because we were so next, we're right next to corporate. Yep. Um, so we follow the rules and stuff like that. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, I met this person and he was like, Hey man, um, like you're really nice like he's like you know what, what's there to do around here he had like a, a texas twang to him mm -hmm. and i was like this is really cool man he's like what do you do he goes uh i operate like 30 stores called uh my fit foods and i was like oh okay nice. and um he was like you should come take a look and because i didn't really grasp that concept yet yeah. but it was it was kind of like the i didn't even know go. it was really big then yeah yeah they, they had 80 locations wow mm -hmm. okay so they bought a pretty expensive location out in like Hermosa beach on aviation. And he's like, you want to come work for me? Hmm. And I was like, wow. I was like, this is kind of like my, my segue out of the, the bar. Yeah, yeah. The hospitality. I was like, I'm kind of over it. I'm yeah. like spending it, all the money back into the bar. And you know, yeah. I'm like, I live that life. Trust yeah, me that, that, yeah. That, that midlife twenties yeah. crisis. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I was like, I was like, cool. How much? And he's like, it's 12 an hour. I was yeah. like, Oh my God. Yeah. Was, in California. <laughs> yeah. I was making six figures, you know? Yeah. Um, but I did it. Yeah. I asked my dad and he's That's like, awesome. Cause I just do it. What's right. Yeah. And 
I liked it. I, I really did enjoy it. I, I, I really, that's kind of where I got the concept yeah. at least for like, you know, what we wanted to do here. Yeah. But, uh, a very loose version, if, if you will. Um, but I just wasn't really digging kind of like the, 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 the leadership of the business. Mm -hmm. And it was just grinding me out. You yeah, know, I yeah. turned the store into a number one store in like three months. I mean, with the help of like the team over there and what stuff. What was your role specifically on marketing? I was, I, was the, I was actually the store manager and then became the general manager. Okay. And they were going to transfer me to Santa Monica. Okay. And I was like going back and forth. I was just burned out. You and know and I mean? how old were you then? I was like 28. Yeah, 28, 28, 28 29. Got it. Okay. Um, so I, they landed me a salary position and I was gonna take it and literally two days before this girl's like you are the best salesman i've ever met yeah and i guess she was a president of like a big agency that uh worked with uh cbs okay um and then got me a job as a account executive because i was i was always wondering like what is what's it like to have like a desk job right <laughs> yeah so yeah they did you like me, it they called me and then yeah. i got hired and they're like um okay so leslie's like one of our biggest buyers we're going to fly in like two actual, like, like radio legends to teach you how to sell radio because usually you hire other people who had sure. radio or sales experience, not selling meal preps. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing that and that's kind of where I learned like the corporate, like grind, like pound the phones, yeah. um, like learning how to create decks, create value. Cause back in the day it was just traditional marketing, wasn't digital, right? Sure. That was still beating traditional by far. Cause there was still, there was no, really no Facebook ads really. It was kind of more. Yeah. Kind of like what TikTok is Search, now. It's just like, like sponsored, but yeah. there's no like purchase conversions and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So radio was still pretty, pretty king. And you know, these, these packages we would create would be like a million dollars. Oh, wow. You know, a million dollar packages. But think locally, like I would go to look at a local place. Imagine if I walked into the ad level trying to sell you a million dollar yeah, radio exactly. package. Like, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it definitely kind of taught me how to, uh, you know, how to go past no. Yeah. And just really kind of pound the phones. I eventually got business. My dad got sick. And uh, I never really had a really good relationship with him. He was like, I never, never understood why I wanted to bartend. And, yeah. you know, why I had like, you know, piercings and tattoos yeah. and stuff like Stage that. Asian parenting. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but when he got sick, it, it yeah. was like, damn, it's not looking good. And he, and I was his only kid, you know? Yeah. So uh, I left to be his caretaker to kind of like make things right, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And he deteriorated fast. So I was kind of glad, but I was like, I was like, well, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I was like in, in this limbo and then I went to, you know, then, you know, obviously my dad passed, I cleaned up all his stuff. Then I was like, okay, I'll reach out to my mom. Cause I, during that time when he was sick, mom came back for two weeks mm -hmm. and it was kind of cool. It was actually like, man, I have my parents back for yeah, once. It was yeah. really awesome. But she was like, why don't you move back with me and help me take over the business? So I just picked up, picked up all my shit. Where did she live? Shanghai. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I moved to Shanghai. Yeah. All this has happened in like three years. Wow. So I went from like, you know, a bar manager, you know, like super loyal for like seven years. And I'm just hopped to like a new meal prep company for about a year and a half. Then did radio sales for a year, then moved to Shanghai for six months. And then what was out, that experience like? I hated it. Really? I absolutely hated it. What did you hate about? Mm, I think it was like more the culture. I don't blame them, but it was like very like rude. Mm -hmm. um, you miss little things like, you know, I'm into health, right? Yeah. You can't buy chicken breast over there. You have to buy the whole chicken. Or if okay. you want like a slice of like salmon filet, yep. you got to buy a whole salmon. I was like, I don't know how to cook that. Yeah. So I'd be eating street food. Yeah. Or party. Which is delicious probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or street food. And, but then yeah. like, and like the gyms are like really dirty. Oh my God. People like spit and like, like, like hawk loogies and stuff. And I was like, oh God. And I couldn't yeah. read Chinese. Yeah. I couldn't read. I can speak, but it, 
when you're over there, everyone had a little, like a little bit different of a dialect, and I yeah. realized how simple my 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 Mandarin was. It okay. was really just conversational. Do you speak fluently? Or? I do. I oh, do. Wow. I do okay. speak fluently. Yeah. Um, but like, for example, if the news was talking, mm -hmm. I couldn't understand because they're using a lot of proper like acronyms sure. and stuff like that. So, um, after six months, I was like, kind of over it, even though I'm taking over my, my mom's business, but she would be just, she wouldn't really teach me anything. She yeah. would just be like, let's go get a massage. Let's go eat. Let's go do this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I feel like a cabana boy right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> she gave me an allowance. She, she gave me a fucking allowance and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, it's great. I mean, she, she had a yeah. driver and stuff like that. I literally just blow all my money, yeah. um, boozing out, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And then just yeah. wait and then basically like drink off my friend's tab until I get my allowance again. And how long were you there? Six months. Okay. And then we met a client and then he really wanted to go to Vegas. And so my mom takes a yearly trip or, and then um, back home during Chinese New Year. She goes, comes back, sees all the family and stuff like that for like a month. Okay. But we went to Vegas for like a week because he, yeah. he liked to gamble. And that's when I reconnected with Andrew. Oh, that's awesome. So then he took us to Trist. I was talking to him. I was like, how much money you make? Um, you know, so like, you know, in California, you make like 300 bucks a shift. You know, great shift, right? Yeah. He was like, oh, I don't know, like a thousand and twelve. I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, it's next level. Yeah, I was like, yeah. let's. I was like, I was like, can you get me a job? And he's like, yeah. I'm, I was like, I'm the manager. Yeah. So I was like, okay. was he the bar manager or like? Yeah, the, he was the bar manager. Oh, okay. We, well, like, we went to the, like the audition. I like, bypassed a lot of things and yeah. then kind of went to him. It was like a, the VIP interview. Yeah. He just gave me my drug test. Did you bartend or bar back or? I bartended. It's hard to get bartending jobs as a guy out here. Well, <laughs> funny story. So then I, I went back right, mm -hmm. and then I was kind of filling out my application through email. When I came back, uh, I stayed with my friends and then I drove out in a Kia Optima with just all my stuff um, because I was hired. Um, but on the application, I was staying with him. And, okay. you know, it wasn't a big deal. Like when I when I worked at places, like sure. people would stay with me. Um, but it's a big deal to win. Oh, okay. So during orientation, I still remember this vividly. I was, we were at the employing dining room because they would introduce you, show you like, you know, where to go and stuff. They pulled me out of the EDR. <laughs> and basically just like, oh, well, well, HR will contact you. And basically just said they pulled their offer. And, oh, no and, and Andrew was like, yeah, dude, it's a big deal. You couldn't put me as your emergency contact. I was like, well, I'd, so I tried to call him like, hey, man, I'm like, I'm staying on their couch. I, I'm my, I lived in Shanghai. I don't know yeah. where else you can mail me stuff. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. It, but the offer was just taken away. Oh, no. So kidding. I was like, okay, well, I'll just come like party here for a month and just move back to Shanghai and, you know, yeah. go revisit some friends and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Andrew's like, let me make one more call. And then he made one more call. It was to Hetty over at Excess. And then she's like, he's like, I need a favor. This is what happened. He's like, cool. I do need like two more seasonals. Yeah. And then um, my interview was with Johnny. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. And he ended up hiring me. Yeah. So kind of like, you know, the really is. How, how strange the way things work, right? Yeah. How strange, right? And then I ended up working over there for a year. Then went to Omnia, okay. uh, opened up Omnia. And then worked there, and then uh, that's when we started eating meal prep around here. Yeah. But it was, like, super different. You know, everyone here was, like, John's meal prep or Steve's meal prep. Yeah. Cooking out of their house, like, even on Yelp, and it's, like, a— like a Wasn't professional. Not undisclosed, right? Yeah. And they're, like, yeah. what do you not eat? And then you just get dropped off this random healthy food. Like, sure. plain turkey and quinoa. I was, like, it's okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we could do better. And Andrew was like, Hey, remember that place that, you know, that you worked for? I was like, I think you can re do really well in Vegas. And I was like, okay, well, let me try some more meal prep companies. Yeah. Right. So we tried more meal prep companies and ran into Ninja Fit Meals. And that's where we met our third partner, eventually Bo. Okay. And Andrew was very adamant about like, he, you know, how long was Bo doing it before? For years. Okay. So in, he was like, all right, well, 
do you have your own kitchen? And Andrew was very adamant somehow uh, for some reason about having his the, the own kitchen, have something that you, you own that's kind of sure. asset. Yeah. And he did have that. Like, I mean, it was a lease, but yeah, it was 800 square feet. Oh, wow. All in, all in. Yeah. Yeah. And I went there and I was like, oh my goodness. The, the, I still remember when we interviewed with him, it was just a desk. It was one of those folding benches from Costco. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, beat up. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he was like, yeah, how many meals you sell in a week? He's like 300. And um, I was like, are you looking for partners? And, you know, he actually said yes. And he's like, yeah, I need the help. I'm, I'm into the vision. I'm into you actually renaming it too because, yeah. you know, we're going to take it a different direction because he went. He's been, he did it for three years. Yeah. And it kind of just stayed stagnant, sure. right? Yeah. So we're like, we're going to help grow you, but we want partnership. So he let us buy in okay. to, e to become equal partners. And That's then awesome. a year later becomes Foodie Fit. But our promise to him was like, Hey, we'll double your business in the, in a year. And, yeah. you know, just to kind of give you an idea, like, you know, week today, this last week, you know, we sold like between 15 and 20,000 meals. Wow. In so, one week, In one week. Wow. Yeah. So 300 to like, you know, 15 to 20,000 meals, you know, we have a 6,000 square foot, uh, commercial kitchen now, Yeah. two stores and, um, we made it through COVID. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool to hear your journey though, over like, Every place you, you stopped, right? Where there yeah, was like, Yeah, I took a little bit, right? You took a little bit. And that's a common theme that I, everyone I've spoken to mm -hmm. that's had success later. Right. Um, the commonalities are they took risks, right? Right. Like you took that $12 an hour job when you were making six figures. Yeah. And and each place you went, you kind of absorbed yeah. something. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always tell younger people too. It's like, it's like you got to, some people are so about like now and not looking like, if I put in my dues now or meet the right people or learn the right things, yeah. then five years later, 10 years later, I can, I can have what I want, you know what right, I mean? Which, right, is, right. which is, which is what you did, which is really pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it, it was because, you know, you know, I, I've always been like active on LinkedIn and stuff yeah. and I was just slowly, because in the beginning, the reason I didn't get into like the nine to fives, they were yeah. going to offer like 30 K, yeah. you know, 25 K, you yeah. know, starting intern positions. I was like, I'm making three times that bartending, yeah. working half. It's tough to cut that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then I just kept going and I was still like a manager. Right. So, yeah. but then now I, I started seeing them like morph, right. From like junior associate to whatever, to now like ju junior director, you know, I have a lot of yeah. friends who are VPs now, this sure. and this. And I was yeah. like, I was like, I didn't get my head on my ass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had the same thing happen to me though. Cause I was in the nightlife business. And yeah. I had a, a, tw a mid 20 crisis. I always yeah. say like, when I, I just turned 40. That was fine. When I was 25, for some reason, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm drinking all every, because my job as, as a promoter or whatever was yeah. to go out and party with people and bring yeah. them in. And it's a lot of stress, a lot of hours, um, a lot of drinking. Yeah. And, you know, I learned a ton. I always call that my college education, but it's um, it's a tough path, you know? Super tough path. Yeah. And, and I kind of went through the same thing that, that you did. And, you know, I was like, my dream was to, you know, work at the biggest, you know, nightclub and be, you know, cause I was really into sure. house music and stuff and, yeah. you know, being able to watch like Skrillex and you yeah. know, Diplo, you know, just like, you know, just, you know, a hundred feet away bartending was like the dream. But then I was like, is this really my dream? Like, yeah. you know, I, I think, yeah. I think I'm selling myself short. Sure. And I was just kind of really looking at, it, I was like, well then what's my, what, what's my next like step. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talking to some managers, understanding what they made. And it's yep. like, there's no room, you know, yeah. they've already, you know, all, all the aces are already in places. Yeah. Yeah. So the only option is like to go out and Leave. start your own thing. But yeah. I didn't, I knew I did, you know, we would, you know, our specialty really is in, in restaurant and, 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 uh, and you know, the, the, uh, beverage in, industry. Yeah. Um, but the, 
the club side it wasn't necessarily too intriguing to me because it was like there's no value at the end you know you get this guy fucked up blocked out whatever you know um you know like do you feel good about yourself at the end of the day yeah and i really felt good about myself when i worked at that meal prep company because they were like i'm into health and fitness and when they were coming back like, oh my god I lost 15 pounds and like it made me feel good like it, yeah. it made me it made me forget that i was making 12 dollars an hour oh yeah yeah you know what i mean? know a lot of people that eat a foodie fit that it's changed their life you know yeah 100 um, percent. and simplified it yeah, yeah. Uh, what what a few people actually told me that it was really, really made made us really happy over at Foodie Fit was that you're like, you introduced me to new foods because I know you guys don't use like funky ingredients. Yeah. Um. So like I tried your butter chicken. I've never had Indian food before, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes it's like a little bit too much for them. Sure. But now it's like an introduction. Now they went to- An Indian restaurant. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's outside of health. It's really more of a lifestyle. And I was like, that's kind of what it's all about. You know, when we're not trying to promote to like- um, bodybuilders and like those like physique competitors. I mean, we have custom meals for them, sure. but that's really not our core market. Our core market is people just all around, not just like aesthetics, but really the core value of like healthy is happy. And that's one of our core values. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know how to eat healthy. Mm -mm. And even the ones that do, it's, it's a struggle with time yeah. to, to find a good method to do it. I know for me, like meal prepping is just like, it'll take two hours to like prep yeah. food. Right. And right. so, you know, you, you're and so you got to wait it out, right? And yeah. you got to wait it out. And you, you know, you can text me if there's anything because you. I, I remember you always had like suggestions, and slowly as you start trusting the food, yep. you would start kind of getting more into like the beef bar workout. You would you would have never eaten that like three yeah. months ago. You were yeah. like so anti carbs for a while. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But now you trust it. You're like, okay, I'm fine. You know, and you're continuing to work out and all that stuff, and it, it all comes together. Really, you know, yeah. it's really just about the consistency side. Yeah, and you know. We like to see it almost like, you know, we, we want, you know, this food is really empowering the person, like, you know, cause mm -hmm. we can give you the food, but if you eat one meal, you're not going to, you know, have a shredded six pack, right? No, but if you, no. if you stay consistent with it and I'm not saying like you have to eat every single meal with us, but you know, use us as a, a, a guiding okay. light or, you know, you know, cook some at home. Like that, that's kind of what, what I really liked about it. And I, we didn't really want to like force people to go into like subscriptions because and everyone always asks us and I was like, yeah. well, can I get a better deal? If I can buy this. Yeah. 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 And we would be like, you know, you actually save more money. Just kind of like exactly what you do. Pop in, pop out. Yeah. One meal, two meals. And then yeah. like, it's really easy to like, to judge your next few meals. But when it starts getting past like your third day, fourth day, your schedule gets all fucked up. Oh yeah. Yeah. For especially sure. for busy people. Right? Oh God. This. Yeah, I mean, I try to. I, I forget my food all the time. Yeah, <laughs> so I always walk down. Yes, you guys, you're, and, you're one of the guilty candidates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you guys have like a ton of regular customers. I mean, how many people continuously come into Foodie Fit and, and buy from you guys? Would you say is like? A um, it, it's funny too because we when we first started, we, we had this like group of regulars, mm -hmm. and with the advancements of uh, analytics and stuff, it's actually uh, a lot larger than we thought. It's closer to like a thirty to thirty-five thousand customers. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. You would think, you know, and I was like, this is crazy. And do like, most order the signature meat, like the yeah. pre-made or do they- Pre-made. Yeah, okay. You don't have to think about it. The taste is completely different. Like- Sure. Uh, a good example is you, I remember you texting me like the Greek salad, like coming from a Greek. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I yeah. you not. That's, that's what you said. Coming from a Greek, that's yeah. a great compliment. Yeah. You know, something that's Greek. And then you just mentioned the beef barbacoa, which is something yeah. completely different. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's one thing that I have to applaud uh, my business partner Bo for is that he doesn't have like a, a chef twang. Yeah. Which meant, which means like if you're like a classically Italian trained chef, if you make a burger, there's always going to be like an Italian. Oregano or something. Yeah, yeah. Or like these provolone instead of American. Sure. If Bo makes something, 
and he wants to taste Mexican. It, it's pretty spot on. Yeah. Like he doesn't put any of his like specialties from it. You know, he actually came from Charlie Palmer Steakhouse too. So he has a very, very, very vast um, culinary background. It's almost like comfort food to me. I, you know what it I mean? Is. Like that's the thing is like nothing, you know, like spins on mac and cheese and Nashville hot chicken and like all these unique kind of, I think that's why you guys have a great following is that you're always kind of innovating. Yep. Every time I come in there and I, I like the Jamaican burger, which is back, but yes. which is good. But I was, I was, um, I was laughing because, you know, it's like, I was telling you at the gym, everything's always switching out all the time. Yeah. You know, there's always new stuff, which is cool. Um, and it, it, it's cool too, because it, yeah, we, we created a, a local, a, a good following and, you know, and the following sometimes too is like, we're actually going to probably work on this more is like, you know, build more on like the education side. Like when our new meals come out, mm -hmm. you kind of just will like stumble in and be like, sure. oh, oh, today's a new item. Okay. Like, you know, you kind of just like stumbled in yeah. and you know, we come out with new items, but we, we really want to focus on the education side and add value of what we do so they can kind of get more like excited for it versus yeah. like, um, I think right now they're just starting to catch on. So with you and your partners, like what, what role do each one of you guys, you know, like what's your focus? What's Bo, Bo is the chef obviously. But. Yeah. So Bo, Bo, you know, was original business owner, but now he's really just focused on innovation. So imagine yeah. just like uh, the, the kitchen next door is mm -hmm. just all his pretty much. And he just innovates, innovates and cool. innovates and innovates and just builds up our, our recipe book because here's one thing that, you know, that we we're you know that really came as like added value for this recipe book was like COVID. Mm -hmm. um, we had to do a lot of last minute switches because when COVID really started to hit, yep. Oh my God, we were trying to get you know uh, turkey was out, salmon was shortage. Oh yeah, but we had recipes ready to rock and roll to kind of to kind of just switch out on a dime. Yeah, because there was just no no availability yeah. at that point for like a month. It was it was pretty scary and like yeah, uh, sure. and you know we. Uh, I remember our office next door, I think Andrew ordered like, I want to say like half a million containers. He was just trying to hedge us, Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, segue into Andrew. That's, that's kind of what Andrew does. Andrew is the money guy. Yeah. He's the operations and he's honestly the, he's the, a sharp guy. He's super yeah. sharp. He, yeah. I, I, I always tell people he's the smartest guy I know. Yeah. And, um, I can, I can sell to a lot of people. But I can't sell to him because yeah. he's like a very uh, numbers and performance analytical, yeah, super numbers driven. Yeah. Yeah. But the nice thing is, like, I'm the color side, right? Like yeah. the color and the black and white commentator is like I bring the kind of the the personality mm -hmm. with the brand, and then Andrew kind of makes sure that I don't, you know, fart off all the money, yeah. fuck away all the money, and to make sure all <laughs> yeah. my ideas actually make sense. Sure. And then and then Bo is like the heart of the product. I feel like right. Yeah. And yeah. then you know now we have 110 employees and just really motivating everyone to understand like how much, how big of an impact they're Yeah, they're Partnerships are tough, but they're always successful when, you know, obviously you have to get along, but when each one has a really focused role, right? Yeah. I mean, you're like the marketing guy, the innovator, yeah. you know, you got, you know, Andrew, the analytical mm -hmm. kind of, cause you know, one of the things I learned from me with you guys is like how I was thinking, Oh, it's simple. Like, Oh, they put oh, food yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just on the, from, from the outside looking in, mm. you don't realize how complex the business is. Oh, it's so food so ordering. Complex. It's one of the hardest things we've ever kind of gone through. The harder thing is, is that there's really no one to talk to yeah. about it. No yeah. one's really, there are a few companies, but it's almost like, you know, when you're, when you're in such a big niche, like no one wants there's to no share it. No yeah. one wants to share it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Burger King's kitchen can probably look the same as a McDonald's kitchen versus sure. something else. It's like yep. the same thing, the same kind of steps, processes that you can kind of like 
follow. Cookie cutter, yeah. Cookie cutter, right? Yeah. And, and and for us is like figuring out like, you know, what's the best way to weigh things? You know, what's the way to portion things, cook things? Because we make everything fresh the night before. Yeah. So we learn by making mistakes. Right? Yes. <laughs> but, and we also work overnight. Yeah. So our kitchen really has maybe 10, 12 hours of dead time oh, a wow. week. Yeah. You know, because, you know, from people doing, you know, receiving to prep, portion, cook, it's not an easy job. And, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're trying our best to kind of now, like, uh, the goal is to get better and not bigger. What was the, some of the biggest challenges you had, you know, growing the business? Like, you know, oh my sure God. there's a lot. You, but. you, 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 you <laughs> say it, you name it, we've done it, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. I think that the biggest thing was learning from our mistakes. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing is that I think that makes us so different and successful is that we're just kind of, we're headstrong. We have grit. We're hard, yeah. we're hardworking and um, we have a good team. You know, we have a good yeah. team, um, you know, and a lot of them, didn't have past meal prep. None of them had past meal prep experience. Yeah. Well, you know, our director of operations was was our boss yeah. at Sharkies. Yeah, and you know, I called him, and he was working at Tesla. Yeah, oh, you no know? kidding. But that actually worked out because yeah, you, you kind of have to think meal prep as manufacturing. Oh yeah, kitchen hybrid. Yeah, right. Because you're not. It's not like you're standing around and now tickets start spitting out. Yeah, and then you guys start making it and then putting it on the counter you're pre-making it. So you kind of have to like set this kind of plan for the demand yeah, and all that stuff. It's yeah. like, you have to kind of get this pace because the person walks in, then he has to make X amount by this time. But when, when the time comes at 1 PM, the drivers come in, they, mm -hmm. start, they start pulling all the meals and it's uh to add to that, all the food is perishable. Yeah. So you gotta be yep. spot on with, with what they're cooking. We have two different cook totals, right? One for the cooks. So, all they need to see is how many pounds of this chicken do I need to make? We have yeah. five to six. Uh, I was do all the orders. ordering of the food and everything. Or? No, we have our own uh, inventory. One for durables and for non-durables. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it, it's like that now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's it, it's turned into a little bit um, of a separation, but in a good way. You know, we ha we actually have the space for our team to work versus before yeah. it was really overlapping. You know. Yeah. Um, and so you guys expanded too. You have a brand new kitchen. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Where, so, where's that at? It's on Rancho 95, so it's a pure production kitchen. It was a 4,200-square-foot store, and it had a front parking lot and a back parking lot, and we blew out the back parking lot and threw in another 1,000-square-foot uh, walk-in. Oh, wow. Closer for 1,500, yeah. And didn't you guys do that, like, close on it, like, right before the pandemic? I remember yeah, so pretty close to yeah, it, so, so during, Great timing, of course. Yeah, right? so <laughs> during the pandemic, we got the loan. Mm -hmm. So when we got the loan, it was... Uh, Awesome, right? So yeah. then we told our contractor, all right, let, let's start going. He, we thought it was going to be like a few month thing. Yeah. We were still essential. It was just like the first 60, 45 to 60 days like really stung because like people were just not going out. Yeah. They're just like, am I going to turn into a zombie? Yeah, like, well, right. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, like once it starts becoming like, this is the way of life, right? Yeah. Masks are coming in. It's really just like a more like a more contagious version of a flu, right? Yeah. yeah. So once people knew that, now they understood the risks, mm -hmm. and then now they're just like, okay. And we personally believe that the pandemic really started. People are not just focused now on their body, but on their mind and health. Mm -hmm. It's huge. And oh, we, yeah. we've actually done surveys, and before it, it was like either like muscle gain or weight loss. So within that is aesthetics, if you will. Sure. But now it's overwhelmingly it's right above 
weight loss is health. Mental health or? Or just health overall. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people are, you know, going through like mental health, you know, sure. through, you know, mental issues and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I kind of went through that too. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, and it was just one of those things where it's just kind of like, you know, where are we going with this and this? And, you know, yeah. am I the, the qualified leader? Yeah. And uh, really just identifying, you know, fix from within, you know, because it just, you know, for a lot of people, things have changed. Nothing's really changed for us. Yeah, yeah. We kept working every day. It was just lesser volume. And how do we figure it's the ourselves fear, though. And being a business owner is challenging no matter what. Oh, yeah. But when that, when the pandemic happened, you just, nobody knew what was going to happen. Yeah. You know, the unknown is scarier than yeah. anything else, right? But just, it's nice to know that we're uh, pandemic proof. Sure. Yeah. We would like to say. Um, but so when we did get the loan, right, mm -hmm. that's when COVID hit. Uh, the the bank canceled our loan. Oh, okay. Because they're like, we have to start issuing out unemployment checks. Oh wow. And we we were already two hundred k in the hole. Wow. With construction after one week, he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's oh, a lot. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Good good news is Andrew is like, you know, Mister Finance. He had a plan C. Oh okay. That's where we went. That's <laughs> yeah. where we were at. Yeah, he okay. goes, this is the last. This is the last one. There's no D. <laughs> there is no D. Yeah. yeah. He always plans like three steps ahead. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Um. So we had to renegotiate. Come up from a 30 year conve conventional to a 10 year. That Got stung it. big time. Think about oh, yeah. that. Cash right? flow. Yeah. 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 With cash flow and and whatnot. And we're not funded by anything. Yeah. We're still bootstrapped to this day. Yeah. You know. Which is a good feeling once you get it's, through it. It's yeah. a it's a great feeling. And yeah. and um you know. We're so blessed that the PVP came through. We're able to, you know, keep everyone. We didn't, we, we didn't lay off one person. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, fast forward to today and now we're having a hiring, you know, challenge. Yeah. A hiring drought. Yeah. Nationwide. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. But at the same time, I, we're like, it's nothing we haven't really gone through. It's just an, another, another, another piece. Bump. Yeah. Another piece to this puzzle. Um, How has that impacted you guys? Are you short on like uh, front of the house, back, both? Everything. Everything. Yeah. So if we if we were to get anything out of this out of this podcast, it would be we are hiring. <laughs> <laughs> Call Alex. Yeah, right. Yeah. Call me, text me, yeah. you know, whatever. You know, we we are hiring. And um, but at the same time, um, our core team is awesome. I yeah. mean, and I, I and I know this is an issue just for ourselves. Yeah. Um, it's an issue for temp agencies, it's an issue for the, the strip. If you if you drive along the 15, yeah. You'll, it's usually like, come see David Copperfield. No, it's MGM saying we're hiring. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, and someone even told me, oh yeah, I saw a sign. Costco was hiring. Like Costco is like supposed to be like the number one rated, like, you know, like, uh, like wholesale place to work for retail. Yeah. And they're hiring. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where you just kind of have to, you have to, you have to wait it out. It's kind of frustrating for me because I, I know what the struggles I've had in taking risks, sacrifices, and right. like you did, right? Mm -hmm. Going back to the twelve dollar an hour job, and it's like I feel like some people like just need to take that pay cut and right. and get get out there and, and do something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because right. you never know what it's going to lead to. Your whole career mm -hmm. led to you potentially that one job. You right. never know, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of frustrating when when right. people are complaining I don't have work, but there's plenty of work. You know, yeah. so. I think, you know, you know, um, with our, with our values, I'm, I'm, we're really starting to lean on them these days because I, yeah. we feel like that's kind of, you know, as long as your, your, your values are there, you treat people with dignity and respect. Yeah. And you know, one of our main goals is to give everyone a livable wage in the near, yeah. in the, in the near future. And we're well on our way Yeah, is, um, you know, really be proud of kind of what you do. And that's yeah. kind of why we're in this health industry 
and what sucks is that, you know, if you're in the health industry, you take a huge cut in margins, mm-hmm. right? Because you're using better ingredients. Better, yeah. You're using better ingredients, margins are cut. Um, but at the same time, it's like you're sacrificing the money because you're in it to win it for the greater good. Sure. You want your legacy yeah. to, to be to be known. Yeah. And um, we've seen it. And, uh, you know, we hope that once this hiring freeze is over, we can get um, some candidates that, are, that really want to join this kind of movement with us. I will uh, say though, your, your staff though, I always compliment you on that. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I don't know if it's gotta be your training. Cause you know, I don't yeah. think, but every Michelle time I go in there, yeah. yeah, but people are just so friendly. They come up and, and they, most of them don't know. I know you, right. They just yeah. come up and they're like, can I help you with anything? Yeah. yeah they, they, they ask questions about how's your day going? Like little things like that. But it, for the, it's, it's all about the customer experience. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I know of, I've read about you is you're hyper-focused on the customer, yes. right? Which at the end of the day Absolutely. is, is why well, Zappos is They pay our bills. They pay our bills. Exactly. They pay our bills. Yep. They, they really are, are everything. Yeah. And um, they even said uh, this, uh, this past year in the pandemic is, you know, we were all researching just different ways. And I came up on an article and, and shared it and it was just like, you know, how many people, it was the example what they used was like AT&T and Verizon. They're like, yeah. oh, okay. For any new customer, you get a new phone. Yeah. They're like, what about the existing customer that have been paying your bills? <laughs> yeah. So now True. they so now they pivoted because yeah. now people during COVID, you don't have any money. Yeah. Now with the with the with with the government subsidized, sure. you know, they have some money, but before, you know, there were a lot of people were out of jobs, yeah. right? They're, yeah. They're really laid off. So now they're, they're probably looking at their bills and kind of like, okay, where should I cut down and why should they earn my business? My business, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we've always been very fair priced and our whole goal was always to make something affordable yeah. and kind of like just let people know that eating healthy is easy. It's just, I feel like, uh, well, one thing that people say is that, uh, my, my life coach told me this is that humans are really, really good at making simple things complicated. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean like everybody's re- guilty of that. I mean, realistically, yeah. I mean, they just have to really eat it and then, you know, it's not going to be an overnight thing, but yeah, we have, thousands upon thousands of testimonials of, of, of customers ranging from, you know, getting abs to being able to regulating their blood pressure and not being pre-diabetic anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I'm not saying we're like the, the, the one pill solution and sure. stuff like that, but it, it, we're supposed to be a tool, right? You know, we're exactly. To, yeah. So it takes the person at the end of the day to, to yes. make the decision and eat the food. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's huge. That's, that's making an impact is, is really what everyone dreams of, right? When they, right. When they start a business right, is actually impacting other people's lives for better. Right. It's not, it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I live my life like that. Like I, you know, of course I want to make money, but mm-hmm. it's not only about the money. I think it's, it, you know, I, I care a lot about my team and so do you, right. Yeah. Building that culture people want to work for you. want to, you know, want to be around you want to be a part of the, the movement, if you will. You uh, know, honestly, it was, it was kind of funny because when I walked in you're like, this is our, this is our summer camp. Like, well, but you know, what, what, what boss are kids, kids come in here? I mean, that, that definitely shows on, on your side. Right. Yeah. And, and we, we, we try to be the same way. Cause in the end it's all about your values. Right. Sure. You know, and then when you break everything down, you, the way we try to think about it is like, you, you can't, you can teach anyone to do anything. You can teach them how to create a podcast and do 100%. all of this. Can't I don't teach, know what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> you can't teach good people. Yeah, you can't teach yeah. good people. So, sure. so what I was telling them is like, what we say is, you know, just make sure they're, they're good to our customers. Yeah. You know, the rest of it, you know, we have health coach that they can, you know, they can talk to if they have like certain medications and stuff, but yeah. like, don't, don't bog down their mind with all this sales stuff. And yeah, when 
everything's already made. Just treat the customer with, with, for the five minutes they're there, just make it the best five minutes of their life. Yeah. That's it. One thing you said, I, you and I say the same exact quote. It's, you know, when I hire someone, I always look for good people. Cause you can teach, you just said the same thing. Yeah. You can teach anyone to do anything. Like people are like, oh, how do I learn Facebook? I'm like, it's just a tool. If you put in the time to learn it, but you can't teach someone to have work ethic. You can't teach someone to have, be, have good morals. So whenever I hire new people, right. it's the same, same philosophy. And it resonates with the customers. You know? Oh, absolutely. You know? and, and, you know, they're, you know, our, our team has grown like immensely. You know, I, I've, I've really gone hands off the last like uh, two months yeah, and really started like stop micromanaging and we would really wanted to, to empower our, our team and it's been a blessing. Yeah. You know, you know, the, the whole marketing team. Do you guys do like company and, meetings or, uh, you know, how do you, how do you, you have 110 employees? Yeah. How, so how it's more, it's more departmental because yeah. you know, it, it's more of like a 24 hour shift. So sure. ideally what we'd love to do that. Yes. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, hard, yeah. Because like the graveyard people then can't, yeah. you know, it's going to be off time for them versus us. Sure. Um, but you know, each department, you know, has their own, uh, culture underneath the grand culture, which is, which is what foodie fit is. Right. Got so, it. And I think, uh, it, it's become a person of its own mm -hmm. in, in a sense and, uh, yeah. it's matured and, you know, we're really proud of it, you know, because oh, yeah. before it was always like, Oh, Alex, you know, you've done so much. You've done so much. I was like, I haven't really done anything. Yeah. Honestly, you know, what, what I've been trying to do is really empower the team to start critically thinking, caring and understanding and, and like taking it from the reins. Like it's their own business. Yeah. yeah. Because, it, because I can, I, I, I can really, you know, we can babysit them all day long. Sure. But then it's not going to really teach them. It's um, really letting them know that mistakes are really opportunities. Yep. Because yep. the old school way is like, you know, you, you know, you mess up, you get a backhand, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, is not the way to do it. Yeah, it, it's really the, the, the boss mentality. And I've read this in like multiple articles where they say that the boss mentality has really changed from like a, like a dictatorship to more yeah. of like a, like a, a coach, a coach yeah. or, or like, you know, like a companion. Sure. Right. Because now it, it helps them critically think. It gives them also a piece in the strategy, mm -hmm. right? So they feel like they had their hands in it. Yeah. And um, I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. I fucking love it. I, I mean, I've worked for dictatorships before. And, oh, yeah. And, and when I, I was like, if I ever we, start we my own business, have. I, I'm going to run the complete opposite. And sometimes it, it doesn't work out sometimes. Maybe you're, right. you get a little too lenient or whatnot. But I think that you yeah. know, you, if, if people, you have employees, right? Yeah. I'm using that word sometimes, but like, you know, it's, it's a team, you know, yeah, and, it's, and it's they want to be, they have yeah. to want to be there. You know, you, know the, the, you have to really, I, I feel like the, you know, the, the company core values. I'm not going to lie. I used to think it was bullshit. You know, it was yeah. just like, oh, it's like a cult, right? Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it really does mean something in a yeah. sense because it, it really simplifies everything down to what your core values are, right? Yeah. So you really tell them, and you can just spin the question back to them, like, is this making our customers happier and healthier? Yeah. Is this solution? And if it's not, it's not worth your time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Versus me, like, going back and giving them the answer or, or Andrew or Bo or whatever. Sure. Have them think that way has been a very great tool, and it's showing their growth too, oh, right? Yeah. Growth yeah. and how much they give a shit, right? Because if you, if they don't care about the values, then they're eventually gonna they're gonna weed themselves out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Is your retention rate high at your company? Would you say or? the retention rate? I believe is 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 standard. Yeah. Um, but from our last report, it's kind of like. Uh, it's the retention of the, of the temp agency. That's kind of the issue. We yeah. use the temp agency to kind of help with 
call outs or a yeah. surge in business and stuff because, you know, we cook every day. So sometimes, you know, yeah. online, you know, orders can blow up and we're like, oh my God, oh, we, might, stressful. we yeah. might need some more, some more people. Yeah. So it's coming from the temp agency, which is, I mean, obviously their job, but they're going through issues too. Oh, it's a tough time right now. It's a tough, it's a tough time. <laughs> it's a weird world. We live it's just in one right. of those things. Right. But, but yeah. looking back, we can also, we can also look back and say, okay, same thing, right? You, you're in marketing. It's, you know, you look at customer acquisition always, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not looking as much into customer retention, which is all of your money, yeah. right? Yeah, it's true. Look at it the same way with your, with your team. Yeah. It's like you're look you're yes we are hiring we're looking for more but as of now if there's a hiring freeze and everyone's trying to you know everyone's trying to outbid and, yeah. and grow the wages and stuff like that then we're gonna work on the people that have already bought in here yeah yeah hundred percent so day to day like as chief marketing officer what are, what are some of your like what's a, a day like in, in in the life of Alex <laughs> and it's probably all over the place right yeah like, it, it, it it used to be. Yeah. Until I, you know, I started uh, really kind of getting more structure. And this, this was probably like until like the last 60 days. Okay. Started really um, getting away from my phone. I struggle with that. Yeah. I have an addiction. <laughs> yeah. You're getting away from your phone. Yeah. And um, what were some ways you, uh, you, you made the break? Like right now I, I just put my phone on sleep. Yeah. Right. And then I'll unsleep it and then have time to focus. And I tell me, I tell you, like, you know, from yeah. a business owner to a business owner, it has helped immensely yeah. because now in meetings, I'm like laser focused. Yeah. And even y yesterday was a really good example. Um, I had an email out that I really needed an answer for. And uh, we were in innovation meeting, got moved to 6 p.m. And I didn't even open it. Usually I'd open it because I, I really wanted it to. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then now you're not giving the respect to this meeting. It's a good point. Which could be overlooked. Yeah. I'm always like obsessed with like making right. sure that I service our customers quickly or respond to emergencies. Right. So, 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 here, so yeah. here, here's a good yeah. example is to always be honest. Right. Yeah. So, and you know, uh, my business partner called me out and he's like, you know, you need to be more considerate and, you know, and I agree with him because yeah. I know signs that I would leave and I wouldn't say anything or I, I come in in the morning cause I was always in a rush. I was always yeah. in a rush for, you know, for some reason. Yeah. You're the same way you're always yeah. on the phone doing, yeah. doing everything at once. And I was like, I was like, I need to like just stop fucking stressing out. Yeah. You know, so then I started really practicing mindfulness and it's been helping because now these meetings mean something to me when you're, when you're, when you're only supposed to, when everyone's, uh, every boss is half in. Yeah. Yeah. Then the meetings like kind of like a, ch a chore or drag because you're kind of half listening. You're kind of half texting. Yeah. Then you're really not addressing. Hopefully my staff doesn't watch this. Yeah. You're not addressing their <laughs> issues, right? You're not addressing their issues. Yeah. yeah. So for me is like, if I give them our full attention, that hour can get a lot done. Sure. Because now, because before, but blah, 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 texting, oh, what, what, say that again? Or, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right? So now you're just approving this person who, like, pitched this whole, like, you know, something that, that to, to them could be very, very important. Sure, sure. You know? So that's why, you know, like, you know, when, when I'm in the kitchen, um, you know, anyone that has a question for us, like, we try to answer everyone, treat everyone with dignity and respect because someone has, that could be like, hey, you know, the bathroom was a little bit dirty and you, yeah. you, we can easily say something like, Oh yeah, well, it's eighteen other thousand things going on. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. you care about this? I'm, yeah. I'm like, we appreciate you for doing that because somebody's got to look after it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get someone on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just dedicating time like that, and it's just for me at least, it's been getting better for like, uh, like my stress levels, if you will, like to be able to accomplish more but do less. Yeah. So while we're on this topic, you know, kind of like what are you know, obviously as a business owner and running such a big business you have to constantly multitask and, you know, what are, what are some ways you stay organized? You know, are there any things that you've 
changed over time. That yeah, you, you know, the phone being one, I think, is, yeah, is the, helpful. The, the phone being one, and then um, I think also being honest because uh, so the way I stay organized a lot is with the calendar, right? Yeah. With the calendar, and then I, I started dedicating times for emails. Uh, I'm trying to get it down on once a day. It's kind of impossible, but yeah. now I do roughly like three times a day. So morning, clean it up, and then noon, anything kind of important, I, I sure. kind of scroll through. If it can wait, I won't even open it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Unless it's like something I really, really need. Sure. And then at night, I just kind of end You don't find them. that it piles up for you? like It, it, it does pile up, but yeah. a lot of it will be uh, delegated. delegated. Yes. Yeah. It'll be delegated, so it's, it, it's overlooked. And then now all the meetings I want, I want re recaps versus the ideation phase. Was there anybody you learned this from or books you read or like? Um, uh, I actually have a life coach now. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm actually seeing a therapist. Just to, yeah. I mean- I don't really care at this yeah. point. You know, yeah. it's just one of those things where it's just like, I needed it for myself. Yeah. And I think in order for for me to grow and be a value and to be still a value to Foodie Fit, just because I own it doesn't mean like, I'm just gonna be like, sit back and let the money roll in, right? No, no. It's really to to be a better me. Yeah. And um, I've, I've done it through fitness, but you know, have I really done it mentally? No. And uh, it's been really helping because now, like through this podcast, like, you know, I'm, I'm actually thinking about the podcast sure the old me would be thinking about five the, other things what am i going to be doing later yeah. and skip a question or something like that yeah. so I'm, yeah. I'm i like to be laser focused and dedicate my time because you know whoever i dedicate uh, my time to it's yours yeah yeah and that's one thing too because in the end uh one of the things that that i try to go by is work your life should be organized uh your work should be organized organized around your life not the other way around for a lot of business owners, your, your life is organized around the business. Yeah. Yeah. And at a certain point, and for me, I guess it's been, it's year five. Yeah. It has to be organized around me yeah. or else then I'm not the best me. Just don't have kids. Yes. <laughs> right. I don't have a family yet. Yeah. And this and that. So, yeah. so or originally the way I thought about it was like, okay, well then let me just keep working. Yeah. And it's just like, it just never stops, right? It, yeah. Like just piling on projects and projects and projects. And, and what's then, the point of making money and, and you know what I mean? If you right. can enjoy it. So I've been yeah. kind of just slowing down and um, like my day to day really is like checking emails. Uh, right now it's, it's usually seasonal. So we have like seasonal things. So right now our team just did a badass um, uh, collaboration with Moss Por Favor. So now we're kind of at the tail end of it. Like talk about like teamwork, right? It's innovating with Moss Por Favor for a healthier version of a taco, right? Okay. From there, it gets passed to marketing. And then it, it actually splits from marketing to like seed it, nurture it, and then kind of announce it to an operation side to produce it. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it really takes an army to get one task done these days. And I, yeah. and you know, we've come to realize that, you know, it's like, I'll do it. Like, impossible. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. You can't do everything. You can't. I'm, you str can't. I'm struggling with that right now, personally. Like, mm -hmm. cause I have, I have Adlova and I also have Quotable, right? And so right. Quotable is kind of like where Adlova was eight, eight, 10 years ago. Right? right. Where it's a startup. I'm wearing five hats, doing a million different things. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a struggle, you know, to like, just like every day just blows by. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and staying organized and like not stressed out all the time. And I saw a really interesting quote. I followed this kid that, on LinkedIn, he sold two successful exits from his business. And one of the things he says, you never align, um, you know, your, your, uh, personal, um, happiness with, with growth and revenue. You know what I mean? Like, right. like you shouldn't be like your business should not be like 
dictating your happiness in a way. You know what I mean? And so 100%. it's a challenge though. I think as yeah. a business owner to, to separate the two because your business is kind of like your, your one B, right? If, yeah. if you have kids or wife or whatever. Well, so. a funny thing is, is like when you ask a business owner, you're like, what do you like to do? Yeah. A lot of people will be like, I like to work. Yeah. I'm like what? <laughs> yeah. So I've actually just really been um, experiencing other things. And with that yeah. came new opportunities, right? Yeah. So think about what we talked about a little while ago about how the, all the experiences I've, I've sure gone through. Yeah. Help create me. Yeah. So then, you know, I was working a lot, so I've uh, kind of, you know, uh, like I've missed my connections with a lot of people, Sure, you know, and I've started to stay more yes to events, things like that. And yeah. every single time it's just like something else pops up, a new opportunity that would have never, that would have never spawned. Cause you're, you're if, out if there. I, you're out there, you know, yeah. so I'm learning to play golf right now, I'm mountain biking. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find things where it's just like something that can like tune my brain out. Yeah. Cause your, your brain's always working. It's just like, uh, someone said something really interesting where they said your, your brain is not meant to store. It's meant to create. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, if that, if that kind of makes sense, yeah, right? It's yeah. really good to create. It's not meant for storage. Yeah. What a lot of people do is like, Oh fuck, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta do yeah. this. Write it down, put it away and set some, set some time for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like for me with the gym, you know, like yeah. you, I, you and I go to the same gym and it's like, I never worked out. Yeah. But now with, with two businesses, two kids, mm -hmm. you know, wife, and it's just a lot, you know, yeah. it's never ending from the second I get up to really the, I get up early in the morning just to have peace and quiet. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I, I, I don't mind driving anymore, you know, but, but it's, it's, the gym is a, a kind of an ex, a, escape and, and I, I don't, nobody, I mean, unless you're Michael Sheedy, you don't love going to the gym every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what they but, say is that the gym is actually, um, it's not Yes, to some people it can be considered a passion if you're like a bodybuilder or sure. whatever. Yeah. But for most people, it's maintenance. Yeah. That makes sense. Like yeah. If your body is, you, you need to exercise or be active or go on a hike or something like that to, yeah. to maintain balance. It clears your mind. In the end, know? it's all about balance. And I, I hope in the morning, if you are looking for peace and quiet, you're, you know, the, va enough. the value, yes, of not is not working. Yeah. I, I hope you're watching like something stupid. Yeah. Because it's actually going to be a lot of value to you because it's going to, Get you ready because oh that was awesome like you know i have an hour to myself to watch whatever you want cartoons yeah. anime i don't care yeah. what, whatever it is is as long as it's not illegal right <laughs> yeah no exactly yeah. yeah right so you know and what we end up finding out i think is that it's going to be a lot of things that are being nostalgic to you as a kid when you when you didn't give a fuck when you didn't have responsibilities sure and then you know um i just talked to somebody else and they're like yeah man like uh you know, I talked to somebody, you know, he talked to a therapist too. Yeah. And realized he loved to make music. And like yeah. he does it purely because he enjoys making music. Yeah. Right. So whether it's cooking, like cooking is one of my things too. Like I yeah. love to cook, even though, you know, I'm a partner in a meal prep company. I yeah. still love to cook. You know, I love the like kind of being hands on with the food because I'm like a foodie and stuff sure. like that. And finally, like experiencing, because when I was a kid, you know, um, we, you know, I've realized that the, a lot of things that w we were done, were done was because my parents wouldn't let me do things. Like they wouldn't let me sleep over, wouldn't let yeah. me go on camping trips too dangerous when I was a boy scout. Sure. So I've always been kind of like not into actually experiencing things. Yeah. And I'm not the first person who was like in, in the community, like, you know, in the Asian community, a lot of Asian parents are like, oh, it's too dangerous. You just study. You know, yeah, do good in school. That and is stuff the stereotype like that. I've heard. Yeah. yeah. So then now that I'm actually experiencing sure. things, it's like it takes my brain away from just work. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's like going back to that math problem and just like staring at it. It's like, yeah. no, you need to walk away, breathe, go do Come something. Come back to it. Right. Come yeah. back to it with a fresh mind that all of a sudden you, you make a little bit. Yeah. And the biggest thing is to, uh, that 
I think we've all learned as a team over there is to be proud of progress. Not mm -hmm. so much proud of like the solution, but yeah. proud of progress. Because yeah. these problems are usually underlying with something else. Yeah. So it's always a team effort to kind of help create pieces of the progress uh, to create an actual solution and not a band-aid solution. Yeah, that's, right? that's a great way to look at it for sure. Right. Like a, a good example would be like, you know, if a person was rude, right? You know, you, you would have to really look back into the conversation, understand why they, you know, the person was rude. Why were they rude, right? Yeah. Is it because of a complaint, blah, 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 blah. Was it logged? And then look all the way back and, and see. And right? there's always something to learn from it. Right. You know, like Versus it, like, oh, this person was being rude. I was like, well, then, you know, tell them, you know, tell them fuck them. off. Yeah, yeah. Let's just screw them, right? Yeah. You know, the, that, that would be something that I guess would be, you know, one of those things that would be called a Band-Aid solution, right? Versus a solution would be like, okay, what can we do to prevent this? A hundred percent. Like I, I was telling my team the other day, I was like, yes, this client is challenging and, mm -hmm. and yes, he is a jerk. Yeah. But in reality, but yeah. something we, we did down the line could have prevented it from being what it would right. end up being, right? right? Or we could learn something, mm -hmm. you know, add something to our contracts or verbalize something or make a one sheet so that the customer understands what they're getting themselves yeah. into to, to prevent it in the future. Right. right. And, and I think learning from it is, is key. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I'll, and I'll always be open to suggestions. Yeah. I was terrible at it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was really yeah. terrible. At it. I, I would kind of take it as like, if it's not my idea then you know, in my zone, my marketing zone, then yeah. no. Right. Yeah. Um, always take it as a form of like challenging you to, uh, because if you're really passionate about it, yeah. then it wouldn't matter. But you, you don't shut them. You don't shun them, sure. right? Yeah. Um, which is uh, one thing that- I, It's the easy way out. It so, is the easy yeah. way, way out because if you're that passionate, because it's it's like the, what they call like the shiny new thing, the shiny mm -hmm. new coin, right? Yeah. If you have that shiny new coin, it's it's oh, it's going to be awesome, right? Like, hey, check this out. I got this new phone. They can do this and this. Yeah. And this. It's dope to like right now, <laughs> yeah. but in the grand scheme of things, this is going to matter for the future. No. If you kind of look at it that way and, and what um, I personally been doing really is just to kind of like take the take the idea, take the excitement away. I could still be excited about it. Mm -hmm. But then what I would do now is I would bring it up in our meetings as not something to do, but something to be like, what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So now everyone kind of has their feedback before it gets put into execution. Yeah. I Versus like before it was like, okay, this do this, this is, is it. it. Yeah. This is it. So they're basically do, your assistant. Does yeah. that make sense? Versus yeah. like now it's spawned from this really cool idea to three or four or five people's inputs and then it's been morphed because there is some it sort improves. of yeah some kind of consolidation or some kind of like agreement right yeah versus like this part i'm not really fond of versus this and pick it apart and be excited about it sure because if you're afraid of problems as a, as a business owner then don't be a business owner yeah because that's all you deal with right exactly <laughs> so you got to be excited for that and, and yeah it sounds a little bit cheesy but it's just one of those things where it's going to happen. Like yeah. you're going to run through these constant problems or variants of it. So then you really have to, have to like buckle down and embrace it and be like, okay, cool. Let's, let's start really taking it. Yeah. And I used to, when I first started out owning a business, it was like, there's real big highs and there's real big lows. Right. And, and I always tell everyone the key is, is like to success, I think is staying as, as even keeled as possible. Cause I Absolutely. used to get so upset or I get right. so excited. Oh my God, we got, we're working with the city of Las Vegas. Our life's going to change. Like, no, it's probably not but it's a right. great customer and we love them. Right. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, it's like, you have to maintain that balance. Yeah. Um, Managing your ego too, tough. right? Managing your yeah. ego too. Cause sometimes you're like, you know, to you, it's like, oh, you know, you got to take care of this guy's like ultra important. I'm like, is he really going to, is he really going to make that big of a dent Yeah. to like, you know, to pivot the business ar around what 30,000 other people like. Exactly. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
And this year is kind of where we really identified where our product is shown, has shown proof to work, to, yeah. to be healthy, uh, to work. So why, you know, try to keep, you know, this person who saw an Instagram post about keto, try to make them keto. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Versus like, if you want to try our services, you know, this is the, we're giving you the path. Yeah. Versus some people like, oh, I want to try this and, and fix this and this and this when they've obviously not seen success from it. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's just like they saw a post of their friend they haven't seen in high school. And all they do was eat bacon and cheese or whatever, whatever the <laughs> fuck it is. Right. Um, versus yeah. like, no, like, you know, if you make a cookie cutter and, you know, let guide them the right way because been through it. We've all yeah. been through it. I, yeah. I just went through another challenge this year and I just did all signatures. Yeah. Versus like, I, you know, we, I used to do customs before it. We just, just did signatures because I want to keep proving to people that like, dude, I'm 36 and yeah. you know, I'm, I'm still under 10% body fat that food still works. That's why I call you Bruce Abs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. So yeah, I, I just kept eating the food. Yeah. And it was just so easy. And, and um, I always tell myself, because sometimes I do get sick of it. I was like, we do it. That's why we have the rotating menu. Sure. But uh, the one thing is that I remember the one month I left my fit foods to the real life. Yeah. Was when I realized I was like, damn, I miss how easy that was. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of people come to me and be like, man, it's, it's expensive, right? Like, cause they think it's healthy. So expensive. Yeah. And then they think, oh, it's prepped for you. It's ex expensive. But I'm like, I spend 10 to $12 a meal. Yeah. Right. You go to McDonald's, you're going to spend 10 to $12. It's a crazy. Meal, right? yeah. yeah. And I, I think, um, that's actually worked to our benefit because, because we've always had everything in house. Right. Yeah. So our prices never really have fluctuated. No, no. Even with higher food costs, sure, we're kind of eating it right now. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's not like. But customers are becoming a little bit more numb to the price barrier because this four ninety nine sandwich, when you get it, Uber Eats delivery, yes, it's a two dollar delivery fee. If you actually look at it, it's a percentage of the taxes and fees, which comes up to like a thirty percent price hike. Yeah. So yeah. now it's like we're really competing against fast food right now. Yeah. If you want it delivered, yeah, like uh, you know, I mean, I, I rarely eat fast food, but I think when, when I did during COVID, um, I even know why I did it because when I got COVID, I was like, I can't smell. Why am I eating bad food? I might as well just <laughs> eat healthy food because yeah. I can't taste anything. Anyways. No, no. But yeah. it was just one of the things like when you're sick, you get to eat what you want. So yeah. I ordered this thing. I was like, dude, I just paid like twenty eight dollars for a yeah. bowl of noodles or yeah. you know a burger from this place. It's crazy it's, expensive. It's, it's insane. So I, you know, t you know, to the to my gratefulness to the team of you know sticking to you know, the processes and, you know, ensuring, you know, the great product that we have, we're able to keep, you know, costs roughly the same, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, costs roughly the same, the, 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 we're actually making the, the product better, yeah. right? Because with volume, we're able to negotiate better pricing and stuff like that. And I actually learned, we, we learned that from our meeting with the owner of Panda Express, he's like, you know, we've always gotten better. The yeah. product is consistently getting better for the consumer. Yeah. And you know, this guy's got 2,000 stores. Oh my God. That's yeah. always stuck it's in It's privately head. owned, right? It's privately owned. Wow. He lives in, um, in Dragon's Ridge. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. He calls, he calls <laughs> he me. He's Dragon's Ridge. Yeah. yeah. And my, my, my cousin actually works for him. Oh, no kidding. As a, as an accountant. So every time like he calls me, I always, I always text him as a joke and he always freaks out because, because he's, he's looked to as like a messiah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, with so many employees, I'm always like, oh, I just spoke with Andrew. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and he's always like, what, what, what did you say? Yeah. And one of my other uh, childhood, really, really close friends does like innovation for them now. Okay, cool. And it's just awesome. It's just, um, just to see like the power of the purpose, right? I didn't you know, know they lived, he lived here. The yeah. Owner. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, 
he's a very very wise man he kind of has like this little aura behind this five foot six wow. figure yeah. yeah they live in a twenty five thousand square foot like beautiful mansion oh wow um but they are they definitely earned it you know yeah they definitely earned it and he actually lived down the street from me surprisingly they lived from where, where you grew up where i grew up oh, on the same street on the other side on the rich side oh wow i'm not saying i grew up poor by any means you yeah know, i i definitely had a, a silver spoon up my mouth but yeah he was on the, the, the richer side the richer side so i <laughs> yeah. even asked him because you know when my dad passed away I, yeah. I had the home that i was renting out he was like just get rid of it and i was like say no more boss yeah sold the house yeah and i was like what did you do with your house he goes oh we actually bought the mansion next door and combined them <laughs> so like, be nice. yeah. i was like let me go over there dude like yeah. you, you won't even know i'm there it's yeah, <laughs> awesome he bought the mansion next door that's crazy yeah yeah he, he, he's always been um pushing us to um, you know, build the best product. Have build the best product. What are your goals with the company? I mean, do you guys want to, you know, franchise, go to other cities? Um, <sighs> you know, I, I know you have partners, so everyone probably has different, yeah. different, uh, different views. Yeah. yeah. I, I think our, our, our ultimate view right now is to grow these like little leaders that we have right now mm -hmm. to these, to become really powerful, powerful, powerful leaders. Um, yeah. And also grow the team. I think right now that's really just kind of like my, my, my zoomed in focus because um, as far as like success money wise, I mean, my goal has been hit because yeah. I've never wanted to be like, uh, like grossly yeah. wealthy it's like, yeah, because it's then it, it becomes like, it becomes very like show off ish and this yeah. and that. I was like, my goal was like, I want to make enough for me to you know, be able to have a family of two support them and not have to worry about and not have to worry about day-to-day -day bills yeah like i don't yeah. have to worry about mortgage or my credit card bill or whatever yeah. but like i don't need like four lambos you don't need jeff bezos or anything yeah. yeah right but obviously when you get to that point that's yeah. like next level next yeah. level so for me yeah i i just want to continue to nurture this this brand that we built and yeah. have people be proud to work for this brand and we're definitely on our way. So one of the things I want to kind of translate, which is a perfect transition is, is just the city of Vegas yeah. in general. Um, we kind of heard the story of what, what brought you here, but what, what do you love about Vegas? Like what, what I reason I liked it because it was cheap, man. You know, <laughs> not anymore. I, I lived in, I lived, yeah. in, I lived in Hermosa beach and uh, yeah. I actually, when I moved to Vegas, I had, I had a, I had a pillowcase with uh, quarters in it. Cause I was like, Hey, you know what? I do my laundry. Yeah. I had to go to laundry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Andrew's like, dude, I got one in the house. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> and you got a working dishwasher yeah. and you have a uh, two temperature AC. And he sets at 69. I was like, this is like Ritz Carlton. Yeah. Ritz Carlton oh, sure. to me. You know what <laughs> I mean? I was like, this is amazing because we're guys like, you know, we like it like cold, you yeah. know? And yeah. we're both just, we're both like relatively single. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, it's kind of cool. Cause usually, you know, you have to balance with the other person, you know, yeah. when I was with my, with my, with my ex, you know, they went like 78. I was like, just dying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, but, Vegas has become a lot more to to me and the team now, I think, because I've seen these, you know, we've seen the growth of so many people and the assimilation of, like, uh, individuals from all over the place. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm from L.A. Someone else can be from somewhere else, yep. somewhere else and somewhere else. And, like, you're getting stories from all over the place. And it's like uh, LA, L.A. minus five years. Yeah. It really is, you know, because uh, you don't have the traffic, which is fine. Yeah. Minus, I miss the L I miss the LA weather a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, I don't do very well with hot. I just, I, I just like sweat really easily. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like, well, you have a home. Like every sure. home is like, 
like an old home was like, oh, it's built in 2000. What I know. You, what's going on over I here? Know. You know, so yeah. you know, every, we have working AC. Um, and, you know, it, this is where I call my home now. You know, yeah. I, I don't have my, I still have some family in LA, but I'm really here and my family is with Foodie Foodie Fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, I looked at them as like not only my team, but my, my family, like I, I, I can, you know, my director, business partner, I, I console in them, like, yeah. you know, so it, it's really much more than that. And, you know, we're really into the community as well, you know. You guys do a lot of charitable stuff. Yeah, and, yeah which is We great. have a, an annual prep for school, um, which I'll probably be asking you for a donation for there after this. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's great. And it, it's one of the highlights of the year. Yeah. It really is. And we're one of the few people that actually were able to do donations during a pandemic year. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it was one of those ideas where, where we were just like talking. We're like, you know, why can't we be like the win? You know, yeah. why can't we be like MGM? Yeah. All we need to do is really just pull some more small businesses together sure. yeah. and be able to make that impact versus like, oh, that's the only stuff that the win people do. And yeah. For you us, don't need big donors like no, you know, man. corporations. No. To do and, yeah. and they're so appreciative, especially from a local perspective. Uh, we, work with the Hans Schneider Foundation. They they manage all the money. They take a in-kind fee versus like some of these larger, um, you know, these larger uh, companies like the Red Cross or whatever. Yeah. I'm just, I don't want to fucking shit on them, but you know, yeah. big company that has a lot of overhead. Yeah. So if you're doing a small campaign, they'll take a lot per dollar. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, they, yes, they have these people that work for nonprofits. They got to pay them. And I get it. Yeah. But, you know, you know, working with Zach has been, has opened my eyes a lot to like, what true altruistic values are. Yeah. Right. And you guys do it annually, is it? We do it annually. Yeah. And this year we actually added a school because uh, we work closely with a lot of gyms, especially with Raw Fitness. And yeah. Justin Blum is, uh, you know, born and raised. You know, yeah. Talk about like a born and raised like uh, story. You know, like this yeah. guy's a two-time felon, grew up dirt poor. Yeah. So we're adding his school this year. Oh, cool. So uh, Justin, so we're going to be doing two schools this year, yeah. uh, Robert E. Lake and Matt Kelly in August and um, you know, we are just, the fundraising starts in a few days, kind of like I'm gonna start, you know, reaching out to people, seeing they're interested in stuff, yeah. different Raiders and stuff like that. Cause that's what a lot of these athletes are telling me they're really into the community. So yeah. I was like, cool, well then let's see where you're at. What we can do, yeah. Yeah, because you get, you can read the kids, you can teach them, you know, be in their PE time yeah. or whatever. But what's funny too, is like, when you look at the, what they need, yeah. It's still what we use when we were kids. I know. Yeah. Like basic stuff, right? Basic stuff. Yeah. And what, what we end up learning and pay to learn is like, go back to the old school, take notes when you're asking how to get more yeah. organized, really take notes and focus. Yeah. Right. Because then now you can really use your zone of genius to help solve your side of the problem or delegate. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then after that, you shouldn't think about it anymore because yeah. if that's the case, you should trust this person that's delegated. Versus like, fuck, I hope he's doing it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. First, you know, and, and that's one thing that uh, I personally have learned and yeah. that the power of trust helps so much because then A, it's out of your brain. Yeah. And B, you become, it's like, um, I, I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have kids, but I would imagine if your kid saying his first word. No, oh, yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I taught him that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it's like that too because they're, they're, they're slowly figuring it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So obviously don't just hand over like, okay, take over, you know, the day to day, but sure. you know, work where you want to work. Like, you know, that's your specialty, right? That makes you happy. The yeah. part of the day that makes you happy and you've already identified the part of it's on your phone. So I would, I would suggest kind of delegating that or just, yeah. or just creating like a three hour block of just having calls with them 
what what we found out, you know, obviously as business owners, like you don't t you, you don't turn down business. Yeah. But at the same time, you you can't make it like this like slave labor and be open like you know twenty four hours a day. Oh no, customer yeah. service and yeah. stuff. Like, granted, Zappos did it, and you know, I wish you know yeah. we wish we made as much money as them, but we have to be realistic. Like, I want to have a good. You want them to be there, a realistic job environment, sure. right, for them, and they can live their own yeah. lives. But at the same time, you know, uh, giving dignity on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, yes, customer is ultra important. And I have been known to be a very customer centric person. Yeah. But this, this year, you know, with, you know, the guidance of my other business partners, really focusing just as much on the team, just yeah. because, you know, just because I'm paying them doesn't mean that they can wipe my ass or something like that. You know, I've never expected <laughs> that, but I, yeah, it's like giving them the, just as much dignity and respect as I do with the customers. That and that awesome. to me has uh, really changed the game. Oh, I'm sure. Changed yeah. the game. Changed the game. You, you don't know, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're extremely close with a tight knit team, yeah. but you know, the, the kitchen, I'm there once a week only, you know? Yeah. So some people are like, Oh my God, you know, Alex is here. And yeah. you know, I never want them to feel that way, but that's how they feel. You yeah. know, because yeah. when you're in an unknown place and they know this is the boss and you go up and you say hi to them, how much of an impact that is. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, it's, it's funny you say that. Cause like my, my cousin works for um, a really great steakhouse, the Mirage. Right. Yeah. And they never notified him still to this day and no updates, no nothing about when he's coming back to work. Yeah. And I'm like, it, to me, it's like such a slap in the face to the people that are the ones that drive your business that generate revenue for the, oh, for the yeah. corporation. And you don't even give them the dignity of, of telling them, Hey, no. even if you just say, Hey, we're not going to be open for a while, yeah. but I just want to let you know, we don't know when we're going to open. Like yeah. it's so offensive to, to, to treat your right. employees like that. And I feel like it's businesses scale. Um, a lot, most business owners don't look at it the way you they look at just dollars and look right. at people dollars, like revenue, like labor, soldiers. Yeah. Right. The soldiers yeah. giving them these like unrealistic, like yeah. KPIs or whatever you want to call it, job role, description, completions and stuff like that. Yeah. But really just like, you know, first, you know, adhere to, to their values, yeah. right? If they want to be here, they want to be here. Yep. If not, then just part ways, right? Don't yeah. just take them because you need a body, right? Yeah. Um, and then, and that's one thing um, my director and my, my kitchen manager, Danielle and Goody, they've been like really good at just like, you know, if they don't fit, they'll, yeah. they'll just part ways immediately. And it's great because then it doesn't create toxicity. The people that are there, they want to be there. Sure. And then it's like creating a group of friends, right? You yeah. know what I mean? And that's kind of what, what we want. And um, I think it's just one of those things where it's just, I, I was so busy looking outward and taking care of the customers. That I, st I forgot to stop and say thank you to the rest of the team. Yeah. Which you know? is super important. Right? Yeah. So I've been hyper-focusing on that and on what we can do to give them more value. Mm -hmm. um, because in the end, shit, you know, like, you know, if all of them left today, you're screwed. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely exactly. fucked. Yeah. And yeah. all we can be is, you know, obviously pay them with what, what they're, they're supposed to be paid, yeah. but also treat them with dignity, respect, and, you know, ultimately just. And then with the know, feeling of, you know, you know, of being able to achieve more or grow with the company, yeah. things like that. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah it's yeah. so huge. I, yeah. I think the beginning is just really like letting them know how important their job is because yeah. especially in the restaurant, it's so everything is interconnected. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, from marketing to sales, to production, to everything. It's just, you know, one thing goes wrong. It, it just really holds up everything. Oh yeah. You know? It's like a trickle down effect. Oh sure. my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So the restaurant businesses, I grew up in the, my, my uncle and my grandfather owned restaurants and yeah, I mean, I, I, 
want both my kids to work in restaurants, like when they're young, you know? Oh, absolutely. I was out there in the summer peeling, in the humidity in New Jersey, peeling potatoes yeah. with my cousin and There's nothing better tables, than, than, you know? than really learning the, the value of it and, and understanding, because, you know, again, going back to the forward and back facing, rather right, the front facing, you see this beautiful like steakhouse and then you yeah. just see, then you actually see like the, the guts, back. the yeah. guts, the inside sure. of it, right? And the way we think of it is kind of like, you know, we're, we're pushing healthier inside your guts. Like our guts should be clean and a place that's healthy, right? Yeah. Versus like a, you know, a, a toxin environment. And yeah. we were never there, but I, I would, I would, we were working on doing it whatever ways we can to prevent it also yeah. and make yeah. it better. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I applaud a, a lot of my teammates, you know, they're, 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 they're working through the night, you know, yeah. I work on more of a nine to five. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, couldn't do it without them. Without them. Yeah. And if they are listening, you know, thank yeah. you. you know, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, thank you for, for all you do, you know, because sometimes I don't get to see some of them, the drivers or whatever. Yeah. But whenever I do, I, I like to take the time because if I am always busy, sure. then really I, I'm not walking by them because I'm rude. I'm walking by them because it's like, oh, I'm so busy. I have, to, I have to do this. Yeah. So slow it down. Yeah. So then if I can talk to the customers and do this, so yeah. that's why I just, I've been focusing really on what, like, uh, what my life coach says is like only focus on five things a day. That's it. Mm -hmm. No more. And it could be less actually. Yeah. But those three. So things. do you, do you yeah, like the night before or the morning of like write down what those five things are? Yes. Or? Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing that and I actually been changing my schedule this week and it's been working. So my, my sweet spot is like waking up at like 645. Yeah. Um, I try waking up at five, but I just get really tired and kind of burned yeah. out. Did you want to see what I don't like anything before six? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where, where it is to optimize. So like even on Monday, so Monday, what I try was, okay, I'll stop watching TV at night. Cause I had some, some, some I had some issues sleeping. I've been sleeping yeah. much better now. Yeah. Um, because I'd watch TV for like three, four hours. I'd yeah. be in bed because it was like the thing to do. Yeah. Then I watch TV and I fall asleep at midnight. Then yeah. I get to work at 10. Then I work, work usually later to six. Sure. And I was just not really conducive because, uh, the marketing team works at like six and seven. Sure. So then I tried to get in now at eight and I've been successful this, yeah. this whole week. But at the same time, I knew I was like, I'll move TV time in the morning. Didn't work. Yeah. So what I need to do is wake up and just basically cook myself breakfast or do something kind of like I want to walk with, the, with my, with my dog, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Something like that to kind of, and, uh, where you're not thinking about work kind of, not or, thinking about work. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, even I would even go to as far to say like, you know, even reading like, leadership books is work. Yeah. So I actually read my books at work, those books at work. Gotcha. Okay. Fantasy. Yeah. Harry Potter, like BS comics or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I love music. So I, I'll just blast music. Yeah. And then just like cook some food up in the morning. Yeah. Cause you know, uh, Andrew work is like the, he's amazing. He works amazing, like crazy work hours. So I don't yeah. want, I don't want to disturb because we live together. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll put on AirPods and I'll make some breakfast. You know, usually he's out the door before me, but sometimes he'll work split shifts. I think he's doing that this week. Yeah. I mean, he, he's literally like the, the epitome of like, like a Elon Musk style. Yeah. Worker. He's a sharp guy. I was impressed with him too. I mean, yeah. So, and you guys have always gotten a long note. I mean, I'm sure there's been conflict here and there. there there's but. been conflict, but it's never been to a point where it's, it's poisonous because we, ha we have identified that, our values are, are either the same. the same or they coincide, if that kind yeah. of makes sense. Like, and you talk about, the key is communicating when there's yeah. an issue, yeah. Yeah, and, and we, we had a heart-to-heart -heart like a month ago and um, it was great. I mean, yeah. it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was an eye-opener probably more on my side. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, you know, we're, you know, when you start entrusting people, entrusting people with things, it doesn't mean that they're just gonna go off and do all their things. Like, they still sure. need to follow up with you, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like, 
it was a long overdue follow-up. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, you know, he's just, yeah, if I were to look forward like two years, he'd probably be the CEO. Yeah. And I would be more than okay with it. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, you know, I, I see at least on my end really doing obviously the forward facing stuff, customer centric things and also, yeah. but also like the team leader building. I'm not as good as like, at like the little minutia details, sure. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like perfect example is like, I go buy a car. Yeah. Wes gives me the contract. You just tell me how much it is. I work it out. <laughs> yeah. I look at the thing. Yeah. Andrew will read the whole contract. Yeah. Like, what's I'm, I'm up with like, that? I'm more like you. I can't. Yeah. The I sign are... in and just set it and forget yeah. it. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a good balance to have though in a part. It's a good balance yeah. to have, but now it's starting to overlap. So before it was almost like, um, kind of, I don't want to say silo, it's not necessarily siloing, but now we're keeping each other in the loop while still creating ownership because we still want suggestions from each other. Yeah. Because before it was like, you know, you know, at least on my end, like, you know, I'm doing my thing. Don't worry yeah. about it as long as the numbers are working. So, you know, I guess I wasn't really taking some of his suggestions and stuff like that. So, and you know, that's my bad, right? Yeah. yeah. So now I'm always open to like taking suggestions and just being, um, you know, I have at least two meetings a day. Yeah. So like being really uh, upfront with the, in the meetings, present in the meetings. And I usually take about half an hour to an hour. Yesterday was a little bit of a, uh, was a little bit of like a, uh, what's it called? It, it, I had like three back-to-back meetings. Usually yeah. I don't schedule it because yeah. because what happens in the meeting is you meet and let's say it's a great meeting. There's no um, action after. Yeah. So yep. for my portion now, what I have to do is I have to consolidate everything that I have to do. Yeah. Because usually there's be a couple to do things. It might be small. Sure. But like one, one, one of them was like I had to fill out an influencer sheet and because I had a back-to-back meeting, you know, my marketing manager called me out. She's like, I was like, damn, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I actually didn't say that. I was, I was like, uh, I was like, well, I sent over some influencers. We had a photo shoot yesterday. So I sent uh, two influencers to the photo shoot. Yeah. And they got added to the list. Yeah. Sorry. I think I added to the list. And she's like, well, that does, that still doesn't mean that you shouldn't fill out the sheet. Yeah. But I think that goes to show what, how our team is. Yeah. Like, like she's talking to me like that. Yeah. Not rude. Yeah. But she's confronting you when you, when you, when you made a mistake or should have done something different. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, so I, and I said, you're right. I'm sorry, Priscilla. And that's how our team rides. Yeah. That's it, awesome. And it's beautiful because, you know, just because I'm the owner doesn't, doesn't mean like, you know, you don't have a voice. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. have a voice. You yeah. know what I mean? And sometimes it's, it's, it's to our detriment because yeah. it becomes like a much longer, a much longer conversation. Yeah. Um, but now, it's, I actually read it in the book, uh, pour your heart in, you know, um, what they say is like, it's good because if you have this long discussion, yeah, everyone's a part of it. And now everyone's bought in. Yeah. There is no like, Oh, I thought we were doing a no or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's everyone agreed. We just talked two hours about this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everyone has agreed to this. Mm-hmm. Right. So now there's no confusion versus yeah. some meetings were like, huh? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, you know, did, are we doing this? Yeah. So, you know, it's going back and like, you know, filling out what I need to do. Yeah. We split the work, right? Yeah. As a team. Yeah. So I got to do this and this and this. Is that, is that cool? Yeah. I was like, yep, yep, yep. Then if I get it done early, then I'll be like, hey guys, I'm out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Cause you know, it, it's funny because we start our own business so we, so we can kind of kind of come and go as we please, but we, we, sure. we place this, you know, invisible barrier. So for me, it's like, you know, if I, if I have some free time, then I'm gonna enjoy myself. Yeah. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna enjoy myself at, at least on my end. Um, it's been helping at least with my like mental my mental health. Yeah, you know, I'll go to the gym. Yeah, I went to a hit balls this morning. Yeah, uh, at the golf range and I came back. Uh, you know, get all the the main things done without sacrificing like resources for the team. Yeah, 
then I think everyone's happy, right? Because then what, what do I just sit there and come up with a new idea? Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. And yeah. then add on to the list. And I think that that's something maybe that you you can possibly take away from this conversation. I'm not sure. But. Yeah, no, 100%. So what, what are some things that just, if there was a college student or someone graduating, like, yeah, you know, I always like to ask this question, like mistakes you've made or things you've learned through your career, like what would you tell that person to do, you know, that, that you could go back in time and tell yourself to do it when you're 20? Right. It's, um... I would probably say is to make sure if you want to work at a job, it's at somewhere that you enjoy. Don't look at the money. Yeah. Look at something that you're going to enjoy because I've been there. I've been there where, you know, when I was at Omni, I was making 2000 cash a week, which is more money, at least for me yeah. that I can ever use Yeah, being like a single guy. Yeah. Um, I was working three days a week. I was still unhappy. I was drinking, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, and don't look at the results, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right, I want to be like Elon Musk. It's like, you know what this motherfucker went through to, oh, to yeah. be able to like rise up Dogecoin on yeah. Twitter? Yeah. Like, like, he he earned that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that. That's the aftermath. Sure. Right. Is like, where would we would you be happy in the journey? Because ninety nine percent is the journey, yeah. and then you hit your oh one million dollars in sales. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a that's a one moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Would you rather be, would you want to be picking up trash? Would you be actually talking to people or, you know, really yeah. identifying that part? Yeah. And I think your career will be much more fruitful depending, uh, no matter what the money value is, because yeah. I can pay someone, you know, we can pay someone 200,000 a year, but if they don't like what they do, yeah. it eventually just, it, it fizzles like, out. I mean, it fizzles out yeah. and they hate their job. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so really is the process. Like, like yeah. find out what your passion in the process is mm -hmm. and the rest of it, it'll be like, I guess I would like to say is it's not like going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's yep. the beauty of it. Right. Because the low people, the, the people who are the, the least senior in the team, sure. They have the least amount of flexibility. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. The higher up you are, the more flexible you are. Yeah. Um, but you want to be somewhere in the beginning when you're doing all the grunt work, right. What, for what seems like the lowest pay or whatever it is um, to do what you like to do. Yeah. Right. Whether it's, analyzing Excel sheets or, you know, I don't mind peeling bananas, like yeah. whatever it is, yeah. like if there's a passion for it, then there's growth. Exactly. Because if you're in the banana peeling business and you want to peel, yay, peeling bananas, then what the fuck are you doing? You <laughs> know what I mean? Like That's a good point. I mean, honestly, because I think some people would look at the money, like, oh, this industry makes a lot of money. So I want to be yeah. a doctor, but right. do you really want to sit there and talk to patients all day and be around yeah. sick people and be in yeah. a sterile hospital? I mean, it might not be for you. I have friends that went to law school. Yeah. Just because actually my friend's Chinese and yeah. his parents put pressure on him. Like, you got to be a doctor or a lawyer. And like, he why? And he's like, I was miserable. Yeah. You know, like, and so, yeah. And and, yeah. and that's, I guess, a lot of what a lot of entrepreneurs go through is like, they go, they're, they're based off the results, which yep. is the Lambo, the money, the fame. I'm like, I'm like, well, you have to earn a your influence yeah. right you can't just be like oh like i'm gonna get a million followers yeah tomorrow <laughs> like you're fucking crazy right yeah um you, you earn your followers through what you do which is like yeah. you know are you popular do you know some knowledge or you know do you are you funny or whatever yeah. yeah and just don't be afraid because i think this is the i guarantee this year and next year mental health is gonna be like the top category yeah it's something so yeah. intangible yeah um and you know like you know people some of my friends are giving so much shit like, like you're paying, you know, you know, thousands of dollars for a life coach that just talks yeah. to you. Like, yeah, pay, pay me half yeah. and I'll tell you what to do. I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah. because it's, it really is intangible. But what I feel right now is not what you're feeling right now. Yeah. So to me, it's like everyone has their own problems, whether it's 
rich person problems, poor people problems. It's all this. Everyone, everyone has, has their own range. Yeah. And, you know, if you do have problems, seek help. Yeah. Right yeah. away. Seek help. Seek someone to talk to. And, you know, a lot of people are just, you know, especially men, like, oh, you don't have to talk it out. Dude. Yeah. You know, I, I did that for, for years. I wasn't going through anything crazy, but I was in a rut, I guess, yeah. you know, yeah, after COVID. Um, and then, you know, when I started seeing the therapist, you know, I started opening up a little bit more opening yeah. communication lines. It just makes me feel better to get it off my fucking chest Yeah. versus yeah. just holding it, holding it, holding it, and then replaying scenarios in your head. Yep. It's going to fuck with you. Well, that's like me. People are like, why do you have a trainer? You know, you know how to do the, the workouts and, but it mm -hmm. holds you. I, I know myself, right? Yeah. Hold you accountable. I won't or show up. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> won't show up go. or you're going to be texting. Yeah. Right. But also it's like, uh, like Mike, who you both know, who knows well. Mm -hmm. You know, he's almost like a little shrink too. Yeah. I can go and be like, man, this today I dealt with this or, oh, I had a great day today. This is what happened. Right. And it's kind of like uh, therapeutic in a way. It is. You know? But really breaking that down to like what you enjoy really, right? Yeah. And yeah. in the end, what what I think most people enjoy is like the human connection. Yeah. Not so much like physical, but the mental, like, you yeah. know, and then, so that's why it's like, you know, you want to talk, that's why you have friends and friends don't look like each other. Yeah. Right. You know, a, a skinny model could be dating a librarian, but you know, they both like this or they both get along in this type of way. That's why, 100%. They're, that's why they're besties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's ultra important. And I even told myself, I was like, you know, outside the business and I want to work on a friendship yeah. some more this yeah. year. Because, you know, that's what originally. That's what started everything. That's what started everything. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, it, it's like, uh, you know, I heard from a few people, it's like, you know, you and Andrew are basically, and Bo, like, you know, basically spit out a baby, which is foodie fit. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the parents just yeah. always looking at the kid, but yeah. not so much with each other. Yeah. If that makes That's sense. That's the way to put it, yeah. Yeah, right? So you're giving everything to the kid. The kid's got everything, happy, smiling, but then, you know. Well, partnerships in business is the same as a partnership in life, like marriage. I mean, oh, yeah. you're literally married to the person. Oh, you yeah. Know? I mean, and you're... Spending a lot of time by contracts with them by the, contract too. Yeah. You know, yeah. like contractually also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're spending more time with them a lot of times than you are at oh, home. Oh yeah. Right. Oh so, yeah. So I also live with important. them and, you know, and I guess one thing, you know, when everything blows over or, you yeah. know, when we, we, we become a billion dollar company or whatever it is, right. Yeah. You know, in the end, what is it going to be? I'm going to, in the end, no matter how much money this makes, I value his friendship. Yeah. Like our best friendship yeah. more than the business. And, yeah. And that's, that's the way to live. And it'll make the business more successful if the right. friendship's there, right? Right, 100%. It's like the foundation. Yeah. And, and it's awesome. that's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, you'll listen to this podcast. Hopefully, if you listen to your podcast. Yeah. From my old- This might be the first I'm going to listen to. Yeah, my, my, my old <laughs> podcast is so yeah. different. It's yeah. so different, you know, yeah. because it's uh, what seems, I, I guess, you know, going back to how humans make simple things so complicated. Yeah. You know, running a business really is- easy in a certain sense as long as the purpose is there yeah and you're following up with it and you're trusting people yeah yeah really because yeah. i'm actually doing less than i was last year but we're outputting more yeah but yeah. it's all with trust better people better yeah. people yeah. and that's why i was like you know my days you know when you look at it from a microscope lens like you know should i have my head buried like yeah that's kind of like the the persona right you shouldn't like yeah. you, you, should, you should do what you should be doing the best at which is for me is uh new experiences that kind of link booty fit together. Cause I, I like to do healthy things. I like to go to yeah. new gyms, try new workouts yeah. and all that stuff. And, um, and, and then coming back and spending time with, with booty fit. Cause you know, a lot of what I do is not because like, like you buy food for me, but we have a friendship. Like yeah. when I talk to you, like, you know, when I stop and give you your time, it may not seem like much, but we both know like, fuck, yeah. that was awesome. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. You know I, get, I, I like going I, in there when you yeah. feed me food. Yeah. Like when, when you talk to me for like 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was like, man, if I can just dedicate like, you know, 
10 or 15 minutes like that to the team yeah. some more, you know, just like follow up with them. I'm like, what are you working on? Cause you know, yeah. I'm How genuinely curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That looks great. You know? Yeah. And they at least know like, okay, I'm being acknowledged. Yeah. And, and you care. That's awesome, mm -hmm. man. Well, you guys have built a great business and, and, and I appreciate uh, it. Yeah. I'd love to see it grow and, and, hey, and it's going to be it's, bigger uh, and bigger. So. It, I think, I think we're just getting started yeah, really. You know, uh, if I were to do this podcast, I think maybe two years ago, it would be such a different story. I would be yeah. like, you know, want to sell out after five years. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I just felt like the batter has been pulled out of me and yeah. I just got switched with the new one That's because awesome. it's like, uh, you know, by trusting other people and not just doing everything myself. Yeah. Ourselves. Yeah. You know there's a lot to, definitely a lot to learn from, from what you, you said today, for sure. I know yeah. for me, I, I learned a lot. So <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, um, man. So where can everyone find you? Um, and I know you guys are looking for some help. Is there anything you wanted to um, mention? Yeah, you can just go to uh, foodiefit.com, foodiefitmeals.com. Uh, our Instagram is at foodiefitmealprep. Um, yeah. I mean that you can, you can DM us, you can go on the website. We have a contact form if you'd like to, uh, you know, come work for us or would you like to try our food? Yeah. You know, either way, I think it's a win-win. Awesome, man. Well, thanks, dude. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Appreciate thanks, it, man. Thank you.